We are back. This is the Pro Painted Podcast. We are now recording episode 37. And warning, we've not said this in the past. This is an explicit podcast. Unlike Realm Rift that say they are and actually disappoint me by not swearing. Um, but yeah, we, we, we are back to record. So it's me, uh, Matt Lyons, and I'm joined by both of my super sexy co-hosts. Um, I can see uh, Mr. Ian Gilmore's microphone is flashing at the moment. So how are you, my friend? I'm good. Yeah, all good, Matt. Yes. Fantastic. Loving the pandemic life. Oh, it's glorious, isn't it? Absolutely glorious. And yeah. uh, also joined by uh, Mr. Rob Ellis. Evening all. Evening. How are you? Practicing your uh, police policeman introductions, are you? Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> I've got to get a bit of a side gig while this uh, pandemic's on and uh, oh, community, one... community, community support officer I'm going for. You'd make um, one hell of an intimidating police officer. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> No, no, you want to go around there to smoke your pot. It's fine. <laughs> no one ever goes around there. Um, yeah, how are, you, how are both of you? You all right? Good, mate. Good, right. good, good. Who calls it pot? Do, do people call it pot anymore? Mate, we're, so old, so, mate. we're so old now. Have you seen a lot of the memes coming up? Well, no, this is, what you, think, this is what you think video games looked like 20 years ago. This is what they actually look like. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. It could, could have been worse. I could have, could have referred to it as like reefer. <laughs> that's quite yeah oh uh, yeah them, them them jazz players smoking their reefer you know what i mean yeah. anyway. yes yes i think for me it was the weed it was weed i think weed whatever yeah weed it. yeah i weed. think that's i think that's timeless mm. it is timeless I think, weed i think yeah. pot is a bit dated jazz cabbage Jazz is a good one. Jazz cabbage. Yeah, you never heard that one before. That is legitimate. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old jazz cabbage. That doesn't. To be honest, if Storm came up to me and went, "All right, mate, do you want some? Uh, do you want some jazz cabbage?" <laughs> I wouldn't know what I'm getting. I'd probably say yes, but they don't want. He's got, a, you know, the, the guy's probably got like a little a little beret on and a little soul patch. I'm pre- pretty sure that's not what <laughs> drug dealers look like nowadays. <laughs> oh, no, but, you know, if someone's still referring to jazz cabbage, maybe it's like an ironic sort of hipster the drug dealer. It's code, um, is it? Code. Code, yeah. code yeah. for pot. pot. See, for I, de- weed, I definitely refer. think watching like American sitcoms, I'm sure the parents refer to it as pot, so it's definitely yeah. not au fait. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you can tell it's been a while since we've all chatted. So um, yeah, yeah. the goal for this episode is fuck all. Um, the goal for this episode is we're just going to chat hobby and stuff, really. Yeah. Um, there's no structure to it because it's not like there is any actual fucking structure for anything at the moment. Um, no. And obviously it's been a while um, since we've been recorded. It's, it, it's edging on to a year. Um, and... For those who don't know, um, mostly that re- the reason for that is because we got stuck in the middle of a pandemic, which is shit. Um, however, what's even shitter is having shit floating through your house, because unfortunately my home was flooded with sewage, um, which has been... Uh, fucking arse. Yeah, I mean, it was the contents of somebody's arse. There literally was a turd. <laughs> yeah. almost, almost comedically, there was a turd that floated through from my, my conservatory at the back all the way through the front door. 
Um, so yeah, unfortunately, and if anyone's had to deal with anything like that in normal circumstances, they know actually how horrendous it is. Uh, and so many people you speak to, obviously we're hoping the insurance companies sort you out quickly. Uh, the answer to that is, did they fuck? Because they're an insurance company, everything takes forever. Um, so basically, even now, um, we've decorated, we've redecorated our what I call the living rooms. So they're actually, we can live in them. But we've still got multiple rooms in the house which are just bare concrete floors and that meant i lost my old computer um because that was a tower which was on the floor um so that went so that's and it's not just not having access to a computer obviously i bought a new one straight away because i needed it for myself and for the business um but you know for those who who have been involved with doing a podcast you you know you, you get everything set up you've got your different programs you've got your audacity your audacity you've got your previous episodes that you save as working progresses so you can use them as templates all that was either gone or on an old computer or i couldn't network anymore so it, it's taken a lot of yeah it's 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 not a nice situation and to be honest as you can probably expect all that the last thing on my mind was doing a fucking podcast so yeah. we've said this no, before don't, don't blame you at all mate we've said this before we do this because we want to do it that's the only motivation behind it uh, obviously uh, obviously all the internet you know likes as well that's <laughs> that's the most important thing right <laughs> just all the likes. well i think i mean you know a, a big thing about it as well and going back to i mean obviously it's, it's uh, you know and, and not to you know sort of uh you know to under understate what happened i mean it's absolutely fucking shit what happened to your to, to your house and everything and you know, both you and Jen, you know, you had, it's very, you know, if anyone's been, well, I say anyone's been saying that to listeners, like it's been an open house, but obviously those that have been know, like how it's sort of, you know, such a nice sort of welcoming place to be, you know, in, in Matt's, Matt's place, both him and Jen make all their visitors feel very welcome and for, you know, like something like that to happen, you know, he's always had people around for events and been very generous with that, both he and Jen and, you know, for something like that to happen to, you know, such a nice couple not to sound too sort of emotional or anything but you know it, it, it was just really I, I felt really bad for you do you know what I mean and it, you know the, the other thing about the, the podcast is that you know we talk a lot about events and you know especially not only just attending them and best army nominations and all that sort of stuff but also what we're doing leading up to it and a lot of our content you know is based around that so you know I think our listeners you know will understand that you know it just hasn't necessarily been there for us and obviously Ian has you know, become a dad recently as well so it meant yeah. that you know his, his sort of hobby buzz probably wasn't there and you know just it's just you know sort of compacted one thing on top of another and you know the most important thing is, is that, you're, you know, that you're you're finally sort of getting your way through it and it's one of those things that happens like you know you wouldn't wish it you know once even once in a lifetime to happen to someone do you know what I mean it's just such a shit fucking feeling you know I've, I've had friends and family that you know have had houses burned down and stuff and that's a bit sort of extreme a comparison but you know when you lose stuff and things like that it can be can knock the wind out yourselves and to be fair mate you know you have persevered you, you know kept the business going and you know sort of kept on with your hobby and stuff and hats off to you mate and just hope that you and Jen can sort of get some sort of semblance of normality back and you know we'd I look forward to when all this stuff's over and we can actually come down and have a beer and not laugh about it but you know 
sort of look back on it and think, okay, well, that's done with now, you know. Yeah, thanks, bud. I appreciate that. I mean, um, it, you know, the reason why we're on the microphone is because I think there is a sense of, I mean, I don't want to say positivity, but I, th- I think that's that's where we are, particularly in the in the UK, kind of going forward now. You know, it's been fucking hard. You know, you can't you you can't move away from what's happened, and you know, horrible things have happened. People have been restricted, but you know, people have. I'm lucky that I've not lost any loved ones. You know, it is a hard situation for a lot of people. So, part of me thinks it'd be nice if we were recording podcasts and maybe just helping people just have something to listen to on a you know to distract them from the situation they're in for an hour or two. But um. I think you have to be honest to yourself as well. And if you're not enjoying or you're not in the right headspace for recording content, then there's no point. And um, I mean, what I found recently as well is um, I've I've had a real development in in, in friendships um, kind of uh, more directly, which has been kind of strange, but really good in that. What I mean is a lot of a lot of us war gamers, I'm sure, um kind of have groups of friends um and you're probably all in discord chats or whatsapp chats or you know you interact loads on facebook and um and twitter um but you kind of interact as a group um and that means that sometimes there's more personal conversations it may just not happen because you'll have i'm sure you all have it have quieter people in your groups um that you don't really talk to you that often and what i've actually learned is just i I've had, i have so many one-on-one conversations now um about things and it's been and it's been really eye-opening because you think it's, it's kind of seems so counterproductive um but it's actually just nice because we don't get to talk to anybody you know just chat to the side an event or play a game and just have that dialogue you know it's it's just not existent so it's non-existent so um it's been something i've really kind of appreciated so it's it's, it's been quite nice you know um kind of looking forward yeah, to no, getting back well i think getting back to some yeah yeah and, and i you know a big shout out to you know whether it's not other sort of content creators listen to this but you know for those that have you know kept it going and you know regardless of you know whether it's the type of content that i listen to you know there's there's plenty of people on my sort of feed you know for, for podcasts that just kept on going through and, and provided you know me with something to listen to and to sort of stay engaged or you know try, at least try and stay engaged and you know whether it's you know just listening to sort of you know, the, the, you know regardless of whether it's just hobby podcasts or whether it's you know tactical or reviews or um you know even just is, i've been getting into a lot of podcasts recently where it's just like like nuts general nerd talk podcasts you know where they just talk about the you know, films and movies and of films and movies films and tv programs well and, films you know, if you're just, english movies if you're american yeah well that's it um uh but do you know what i mean and, and i think that was more to do with the fact that you know i haven't had you know that sort of personal interaction with a lot of people over the last year you know um you know where you know you can just sort of chat to people and you know you can just sit in a room chatting to people and you might not say something for an hour you just listen to people and listen to dialogue and all the rest of it so you know one you know it does it does help with all this stuff so i, I did want to say a big thanks to you know i don't know if many listen but you know if, if you do that you know i appreciate the fact that people have been trudging on because we've you know sort of 
I know Matt's had obviously a terrible thing happen to him, but um, you know, like I said we've been very fortunate. I, you know, I'm, I can't speak for Ian, but Matt's obviously um, said that you know that we haven't had anyone directly sort of affected by this, and you know, you know, in a health way. And I'm you know I'm lucky to say this to say the same. And um, you know, it must be hard for a lot of people out there, and for those that carried on sort of putting out content. You know, just wanted to say a big thank you because. You know, it has kept me engaged in the hobby and in a community that I, I I cherish. You know, for want of a better word. So yeah, without getting too emo, let's get back to talking about fucking shit, shall we? Well, I wanted yeah. to say that um, a particular shout out, um, and actually something that has been quite interesting for me, um, which is Facehammer. So it's um, I'm I'd be really surprised if anybody listens to us and doesn't listen to regularly or, or watch as it is nowadays or aware of face hammer um but obviously they've they've had a lot of changes recently they've gone from being a podcast like us to venturing into youtube um you know face hammer wasn't able to go ahead so they did face hammer worldwide um which was a lot of fun i really enjoyed that um and you know obviously they've just announced now that terry and les have both stepped away um from doing face hammer so it's it's Russ going forward with Byron and he's been really, I mean, I've had some great conversations, um, quite a lot, which, is, which has been great with Russ and Les, you know, they're both what I consider good friends of mine. It's been great to kind of chat away with them. Um, and what Russ is doing with face hammer, I think is great. He, he wants, you know, he's, he's, this is face hammer. It's going to be about him and working with Byron and getting some, guests on and you know pushing that content out for everyone to enjoy um, and kind of move away from that kind of standard of three people recording talking about a topic um, kind of podcast um, and it's quite interesting because you, you listeners probably have all um, heard us kind of talk about possibly doing YouTube um, and I've actually realized that I don't think YouTube's for us in this format because YouTube's very informational. I think it's something that I, I've realised is that people go to YouTube for information, which we can do. You know, we've. I mean, I would like to say us three are a very good selection of the top um, tournament army painters in the UK. Um, so I think we've got and have shown we've got a lot of knowledge to share. Um, but I don't think that's a big. That's not a lot of what we do, you know. We, from my roots, from coming from the Black Sun podcast back in the day, it's it's more about the relationship. It's three friends talking about the hobby that we love, and I think when we, if we have to start doing catchy titles for YouTube videos and focusing episodes on certain topics and things, I think it moves away from what we are and it starts to break down that relationship a bit. Um, yeah. So we're going to stick to the podcast format. Uh, and I've chatted with, with both the lads. And what we're going to do is, uh, as a, kind of an extra, is people may have seen I'd started doing short videos of best the best army nominations at events, putting that in together, editing it, and sharing that as a video on YouTube with narration. Um, and the idea is that it kind of gives you a, another perspective on the army rather than just the best army photos you might see on the internet. Um, but what I'd like to do is actually go forward we'll do um, a youtube video where we will have those photos and we'll go into a discord we'll take those photos into there and we can talk about those best armies so it's us talking with the visuals of the army and then we'll put that on youtube as a video 
me so that's that's the idea that i've got so yeah sounds good when we do the first event <laughs> what we'll yeah, yeah. works out well hopefully it's uh hopefully it'll be um blackout i'd imagine um if we all got you know fingers crossed all going well uh i'm uh i won't be um i won't be playing but i'm uh i'm gonna be doing my old drunken nominations again uh chris chris said it wouldn't it wouldn't be wouldn't be a blackout without that now i think it's become a bit of a brilliant become, well, a meme or a meme slash staple <laughs> of his events um can ian, so, can yeah, ian be your decipherer of what the fuck you've written down on a piece of paper <laughs> yeah yeah he can do yeah we bring out like some fucking yeah. like the imitation game like some fucking <laughs> code breaking machine in the background with loads of dials on it and stuff just stood there with a little bow tie on going well actually what rob actually meant to say it's like a cutaway <laughs> on a science program now yeah. you can see from that bit what was actually what rob meant to say was this and fucking little ticker tape coming out of it i'm just reading it off that but no i i, I, I just, like i can't wait for that and hopefully just touch wood that it, um it all goes ahead because I just I cannot wait for that. That is marked on my calendar. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm gagging for tournaments, but obviously in a safe way. Um, and it's nice to have something like that on the horizon where you can start having a potentially, you know, start having a positive conversation about. So yeah, no, for those who yeah. don't, I mean, we don't, I mean blackout we don't really need to give it much coverage because chris is still sold out from last year um but yeah if you're interested in hitting up a tournament in cardiff um in september then yeah it's on um the uh, tga it's on the grand alliance forum um the details are there hit yourself get yourself on the reserves list i'm sure there'll be dropouts but i don't know whether there'll be enough to actually normally with a normal event i'd say yeah well there's probably going to be enough dropouts you'll get a ticket but there ain't nothing about anything going on at the moment that's normal that's for sure um i mean i I don't know if you know rob is has met is metro still does it still exist i think so as far as i know Um, yeah yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, Christ, the, um, you know, all you've got to do is go to the cash and carry and buy a couple of slabs of Fosters and put it behind a bar and they're good to go yeah. again, aren't they? Um, yeah. Not really much to it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's been any money spent in there for decades. <laughs> no. But you say that. <laughs> like on, I mean, the, on, the, on the building, anyway. Those two, pi- those two pipe plastic cups they use for snake bite must be, must be pretty rare. You want to get them imported in bulk, yeah. don't they? Yeah, true. True, true. Um, yeah, I mean, anyway. part of me is kind of like with blackout i actually hope it lives up to its own name it's the first tournament and we always get we all just get blackout drunk that yeah sunday lunchtime no, we're all just it. sat there going the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> does anyone remember this tournament um but yeah so things but things are looking a bit rosier in the uk shall we say um and we're looking we're, end, of step, end of step four is on my birthday june of 21st brilliant well what fingers time to be alive. fingers crossed it won't it it won't all mess up and well, fingers crossed fingers crossed wales follow suit otherwise i would be traveling across the bridge to go oh, to yeah, bristol and meet up with sam davies yeah. jesus of course i forget wales is different as well but uh, yeah. on that note what i did want to announce is um kind of going back to something i've said already uh, which you're both going to be involved with as well is 
with my roots, I, I've gone on a proper n- nostalgia. I've got my hobby motivation back. I've been on a real nostalgia trek. Uh, and for those who, who may not have come across it, but the, the Black Sun was the podcast um, led by Chris Tomlin um, that I was on for a good couple of years. Um, and you, you can't actually get most of the episodes of it nowadays. Um, I've still got them saved on my computer. I've actually managed to transfer them away from the old one when it got flooded as well. Um, and there are some absolute gems in there, but my God, there's some of the stuff on there you could not get away with nowadays on the internet. I tell you, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, but um, this this kind of concept of going to tournaments and it's interesting, like listening back to you know Scott talking about getting his flagellants into a, a one man long, uh, sorry, a long man wide twenty model long. <laughs> movement tray and referring to his cock and ramming it into people's because these things were unbreakable they never ran away from combat ramming it into people's army in single file and kind of is it like it's still fun like hearing people talk about the games um yeah yeah it's not like red dwarf where it's rimmer going well you wouldn't believe it but then i rolled a six you know it it isn't really like it gets a little bit like that with dom sometimes but even he um even he glosses over things um and even on the first episode i mean this is mental to even think about it so ben diesel on the first episode of the black sun talks about how he 20 nilled so he completely tabled the current uk master at south coast gt rich lakin like that couldn't happen in aos like diesel is shit (laughs) he is so shit aos just listening to that reminds me of how broken it used to be um so i want to go back to my roots a bit so when tournaments start i'm we're launching a new podcast well i'm launching a new podcast you two are going to be involved because going back to something kaz says on the one of the early episodes of the black sun is the black sun's a bit like the so solid crew there's fucking loads of us and there was a crew of people so i'm formalizing a club in commas and the podcast will run under that which will be called the south coast eternals um and i'm happy to announce that what we're going to do is after each tournament three of us always me two other people will get on the microphone and we're just going to talk about that tournament and we're just going to talk about tournaments in general and we're going to talk about the ridiculous shenanigans i hate the word i told myself not to use the word shenanigans but we'll talk about the stupid shit we get up to. Um, and it's great to have. So um, first off, Chris, both Chris and Aaron um, aren't going to come on as main co-hosts. But as and when they go to events and they want to record, they're going to jump on. Um, but I've got people like uh, Paul Buckler. I've got Ricky Mee. You two, when you do events and you want to come on and talk about the gaming, you know, which is brilliant. I've got um, people like Matt Clark, Mike, Rich Bumfeld uh we've got wayne you know a couple of local lads i really want to get steve james on board as well because i think those two will be absolutely hilarious um so obviously (laughs) nothing can happen at the moment because there's no tournaments going on but that's a ball i'm hoping it feels like a good time to do it because we can start from scratch yeah yeah. um and like paul came up with a great suggestion of we go down to these curtain one day or events we have a weatherspoons breakfast in the morning before we start i'm going to do some old school pub recording just uh just all chatting shit our predictions are we're going to get on for the day that kind of thing and that that old school like back to my roots really brings a warmth to my heart um because i like the idea of recording opponents and stuff like and i don't mean like getting a nice camera and filming it and 
you know, almost interview. I mean, like, literally just getting a portable mic and shoving it in someone's slightly drunk like... mouth. <laughs> Isn't Gonzo yeah, like amateur yeah. porn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, pretty much. Yes. Yes, it is. Isn't it um, <laughs> yeah. guns or journalism what, as well? Hunter S. Thompson because, and all because, that. Because we're not recording on YouTube, mm. no one could actually see Ian turn to his whiteboard behind him and go, Gonzo, yeah, with a little chart. <laughs> this is like a, a glimpse into his, like... Just trailing the word. Sort of, Gonzo. Yeah. Could also Gonzo be used right, for journalism. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Muppet's characters. <laughs> True. Yeah, Muppet's as well. So, uh, yeah, he's the, he's the best Muppet by far. Oh no, it's um, it's oh shit! What's the name? Statler and Waldorf. They're the best. They're the best. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, They're the best yeah. Muppets. Come on, it's a good shout. Um, so yeah, there's, there's something new. Keep your eyes open for it. Um, the focus is sounds good. Look forward to being involved in that. That's um, you know, it was one of the hooks that brought me into you know, sort of listening to podcasting and you know, eventually getting to know all you guys. So yeah, it's, uh, sounds like a good good plan. So that'll be coming. I've asked Jen actually. Um, Jen's reaction was. When I've done a few more events, I'll let you know. So I've got a feeling she's going to go and do an event and win four games. Um, be like, I want to go on the podcast now. So that okay, cool, fair enough. You're welcome. Filthmonger Jen. <laughs> well, yes. she's she is. Um, well, it's on kind of on hold, but um, she's doing a Deepkin army, which I know the internet's really hating on Deep. Well, yeah, being quite negative about Deepkin um, at the moment. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of something else. So we'll see. I'll, I'll announce that um, formally uh, as things get closer. And that could well be blackout then. So that'd be that'd be bloody interesting. Um, and while we're recording as well, I wanted to say that um, if you're craving a bit of 40k content, um, I'd definitely go and check out. Uh, I've been really enjoying listening to them while going for a, going for a walk, which is Ashes of the Imperium. Um, so that's Dan, Dan Mitchell and, and Steve, Steve Foot. Um, <clears throat> a bit more of a narrative focus, but they've, they've gone through like the Crusades. I've really enjoyed it where they've gone through the Crusade sections of the new 40K books. Yep. And also written little lists. Um, and then kind of talk about how they would involve, evolve through the Crusade game. So that's been really interesting just to listen to. Um, the next oh, one, good. Rob, in particular, you'll, you'll get some absolute gems from it because... Steve writes a list where I don't know if you're aware of this. You probably are being a 40k pro now um, that a Necron army <laughs> to get access to the command protocols. You need to have a noble keyword character. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve Foot wrote a destroyer based flayers army and he had no noble. Because <laughs> it narratively to him didn't Noob. make any sense. <laughs> no, so, no, true. Yeah, no, that's right. So Dan berated him for the fact that he wouldn't be able to get access to command protocols. Then Dan realised that his own list, he also didn't have a noble in it. Well, do you know? Do you, well, do, do, do you know? Do you know what, what one thing? And this is this is gamey forty k Rob coming out here. I've I've actually crunched some numbers and the the, the sacrifices that you make to, in order to remain having command protocols in the army sometimes it's worth not not actually doing because you know you can build an efficient list you know the sacrifices you make in order to get the command protocols offset the sacrifice you have to make in the list to get them in the first place that makes sense amazing pro, so, pro yeah, 40k rob pro tips. Tip. yeah yeah 
less to think about as well, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You got to think about like five different things and what you want to do when and all the rest of it. And by the time you've sort of done all that, just push all your fucking score pack destroyers into the middle of the table and take <laughs> yeah. everyone off. And you you pro- probably forget about them nine times out of ten anyway. Exactly. So, so why so, bother yeah. having them in the first place? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is that I'm with you, Steve. If you're listening, I'm with you. Do yeah. your, your nut, your filthy destroyer cult list with with flayed ones because that sounds like a filthy army. To be fair. I think we need to get a um, we need to get a pro painted um, t-shirt that goes along the lines of what Ian was saying, and just have it like command traits, artifacts, command protocols, discipline, like blah, just everything, just in really small text, a list, and just put why bother? You'll just forget it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go back. Uh, have that on the back. Go back to the good old days of just a war scroll. Well, it's it's funny. Like um, on on Twitter, there's been a couple of different conversations about um, people enjoy finding the combos and how things overlap in army books and how they consider that the mark of a good or bad army book. And it got me thinking. Actually, it's quite interesting because, as you say, Ian, going back to um, Age of Sigma when it first launched, it was one big fucking army book kind of loosely organized into four grand alliances but there was so much of those and like some of those combos didn't appear for a year or more like sal teleporting units of storm fiends with their flamethrowers and just mortal wounding off people shout out shout out to terry pike no 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 me terry no no sorry sorry so paul Paul was a Sar- Paul was running Sar first because he was running um, a Tamakan list. He had fucking Tamakan on his Toad Dragon running around. Nice. Um, whereas I just had a wanky, like again, just a mental doesn't make much sense mixed chaos list, which was mostly Corn and Skaven. And yeah, I had Sar throwing around three Storm Fiends because um, it was more of a painting army. But uh, God, yeah, that's a bit of that's a bit of old school AOS AOS love. Um, but it's crazy to think it's half a decade ago, isn't it? It's crazy to think that you know that as much as like you know AOS and it's all new and stuff. It's it's five five years ago now, or over five years, be six years soon. But yeah, crazy. Well, there's a bit of dialogue at the moment. I don't know if you've seen it about the um, AOS three. Um, yeah. On, being on horizon, I think I don't think there's anything really that hints towards that other than the fact where obviously the Broken Realm books are. Yeah. You know, we, we, we experienced this, um, the first breed of it um, back in the end times, bro. Um, yeah. And obviously we've seen it uh, with the Psychic, Psychic Awakening books. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's certainly hinting um, at a, a, a change or an event kind of going forward for um, going into AOS 3. Um, wasn't AO, AOS, AOS 4 was... That's uh, AOS 4. AOS, AOS, AOS 2. Just jump an edition ahead that doesn't exist. A, a, three, AOS yeah. 2, because we, we, were, we were there splitting the uh, the uh, Soul Wars box when we were in the car park when that smackhead came up and said hello and then he got really annoyed with us when we didn't say all right, mate, back to him. And I thought he was going to stab you. Um, <laughs> I wasn't involved in this, was I? Yes, you were. Do you remember we came out to my car and I was giving you some... Is like, me? Yeah, yeah. And the, the smackhead came over and he was like, all right, boys. Like, and we were there rummaging around in my booth, like bits from, from Soul Wars and stuff. And, uh, and like, we just obviously didn't hear him or, you know, just, you know, just didn't say anything. He, he stopped and t- he sort of did a heel turn. All right, boys. Like, yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, yeah, cool. Don't. <laughs> so, like, 
Matthew, I can run faster than you, so he'll, you'll die first if he catches us. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's been, to be honest, was... we're not the most. We're, we're not two small guys, to be fair. No, I'm, you I'm, look like I'm, the mate, third cray twin. I'm, 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 I'm an ex athlete, mate. Do you know what I mean? So I'm all right. You're Don't worry. Emphasis on the X, uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry. You know what? I've, don't panic, no, everyone. No, don't worry. I've got this. I'm an ex athlete. That has never <laughs> been yeah. said. I'm cracking my knuckles. Like fucking, I'd, I'd take him out. I usually use a human shield; it'd be fine. Um, yes. Yeah, so, anyway, so it wasn't that like two, that was 2018. That know. really hot blackout where you rage quit and went and bought a load of Infinity models. My brain I think doesn't. That might have been that one. My brain. I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't rage quit at any blackouts. Yeah. Wasn't it? Wasn't it that one? Anyway, my, honestly, my brain just doesn't. I've got videos on my phone of events where I've been doing stuff and I've shared it with Paul. And um I don't I don't remember the game. <laughs> I think I genuinely think it's got it's got worse in lockdown as well. I was like just trying to remember the like the names of tournaments, like big events I used to go to. My brain was just no, it's gone. It's totally gone. Oh, trust I, 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 yeah. Let's not get let's not get down that rabbit hole of memory loss at the moment because I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's eight onset of age or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what have you what have you been doing in the hobby recently? Let's move on. New segment. Ian, go on. Um, I mean, no, I've been doing, well, not not a lot to be fair. Um, I'm slowly getting back into it. I've been buying stuff. Last, cool. That still counts, doesn't it? According to Donald um, Huck, what's, what's, caught, what's, caught, what's caught your eye recently? Purchasing counts. So um, I got loads of Thousand Sons for 40k. Um, nice from choice. My, yeah, so I've got... Um, Ooh, talk, sample... about, talk about your demons, contrast demons ideas. Very good. Uh, yeah, so I went to, at some point, I'd like to do a um, 40k... Um, so with each of the main gods of chaos, so Death Guard, um, Emperor's Children, Thousand Sons, and World Eaters. Very cool, yeah. Um, painted traditionally, but then do a, for each section have like an adjunct of demons, but do all the demons with contrast, um, because I don't think it would because they are otherworldly. I don't think it would clash too much. Right. Okay. Could um, be quite distinctive. I'm thinking about this. I might think. Just got some ideas buzzing around my head, but I think having the blending, the, for example, on the blood letters, blend from um, quite light on the chest to red to black on the hands. Sure, sounds good. But do but do similar with that. So for the pink horrors, blend from light on the chest to pink to black on the hands. Yeah. So it'd be a similar. So they look quite unified in some ways, but obviously based on which god. Uh, but I think the the. But yeah, I think contrast will suit demons really well. I think that's probably the ideal army for contrast paint. Um, yes, yeah, so that's buzzing around. So yeah, so I've got loads of 40k pending at the moment, just tons and tons of it, which I haven't started. Um, and I've been chipping away at a loom boss and a mangler squig. Oh, um, second one? So my second one, well, my third... Mangler, I got one of the old resin ones as well, like the like the awful sculpt ones. We'll save um, that, save that for the first boss fest um, bonfire. 
No, I'm gonna I'm 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 can't be asked painting a third in um the new type, so I'm gonna bodge it together with some <sighs> of the of the spare chains and change some of the crew to the plastics. So I think it'd be okay. That's um that sounds but but I'm um, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not it's great your, to it's your army. It's your army, yeah. so it's fine, it, but not Yeah, it, it does bend at the ankle. <laughs> Making me wince. And it's fine cast as well. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm chipping away at that. I'm trying to do, um, currently I'm trying to do, it's kind of strange, trying to get into a routine and doing a smaller paint, amount of painting regularly. So I'm trying to do about half hour a day rather than because of just fitting in with life. Sure. That works, that works better than huge, like three hour sessions. Um, so yes, I'm just chipping away at that. So I've done all the, done all the crew, and I'm just starting on the actual squigs now. Um, so that's I spent the last couple of nights painting the inside of one of the squigs' mouths. Now I put his face on; you can't really see the inside of his mouth, which is, <laughs> which is. But so you, if you ever, it, you know it's painted. Yeah, and if you ever want to check how well somebody's painted a mangler squig. Just look at the inside of the mouth of the bottom squig, <laughs> and if and if it's painted, no corners have been cut. There you go. Top tips. I mean, um, nowadays, when it comes, we I have this conversation a lot. When it comes to like looking at a, a best army perspective uh, for events, out of cutting corners seems to be the the, the nature of the game. Um, yeah. I, I, well, but I should say I've got a similar thing with my Vok Mortian for my Bone Reapers. I spent low. I painted his coffin that's on his back separately. He's got loads yeah. of bugs and stuff in it. And then you just put it on his back and you're like, great, literally can't see anything of that. Yeah. It's, I, it is a bugbear of mine that I, I can't seem to stop painting stuff that can't be seen. <laughs> yeah. It's like the patching on the back. Of the, I'm, I'm looking at it now and it's the shield that the Glade Lord on that Forest Dragon conversion that I did. And there's like it's a it's a his shield's converted from like one of those Eternity Guard shields that has like the thatching on the back of it, yeah. and you know That's you wouldn't you, and it's all done and it's all like edge highlighted and you know little highlight points on the tips of the, the you know like proper full on done, and uh, yeah you just can't you just can't see it <laughs> you just couldn't see it like if it, 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 it could be base coated in a slightly lighter colour and then just washed yeah, and you matter. wouldn't. You wouldn't you wouldn't notice the difference, but I know it's there. Yeah. I would love people on Twitter to reply to us with photos of exactly that yes. they've got in their armies. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, like yeah, let's not, spend the time on that. and just take the photos of things that you painted that you can't see. I mean, knights, uh, imperial knights and stuff. Uh, Titanicus as well is rife for that because you paint all the armor panels separately. Like the knight head, like before you put the faceplate on the normal 40k kit, so many de- so much detail, and then you put the faceplate over and you went, ah, for fuck's sake, you li- you can't see any of it. Yeah. You can just see the bottom of the eyes. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, it's a bit I'm, of a trope, but I get, yeah. I, I get your pain. I feel your pain, Ian. Yeah, but it's, it's done. I know it's done, so I'm happy. Yeah. Um, so I'm chipping away at that. I think it's about, uh, it's probably going to be about three, four, five weeks maybe to finish it now. Maybe a bit longer because I'm not doing much of the time. Sure. Um, but it's, it's kind of very, um, I think, I am um, worked out exactly, but I think once the X, once the next Mangler's finished. I think I've got a 
full uh, gloom spider army Ooh. that can be used i think um so that's so for the next tournament i'm probably going to take gloom spite i think fantastic excellent um right. so so maybe um potentially face hammer depends when the ticket's gone sale that'd be legit they'll be going up so yeah they'll be going up soon yeah so i think that's probably that might be a realistic time scale and yeah i think that's in middle of september isn't it so yeah so that's yeah so that's um yeah chipping away just doing bits and bobs again mainly the things about 40k though at the moment yeah i think 40k is one of those where i think it has you can get a lot more invested in it in general like it's easier to build a bit of a buzz about um because it's such a you know it's it's sci-fi it's been around a long time it's got very fleshed out um background i mean for me 40k background is brilliant you know yeah um obviously aos i think is good but you just don't have that you don't have that strength of a connection to it so at the moment we can't play any games um it's quite nice to look at weird alien things um so talking about 40k actually a couple of things i want to mention so the guys over at realm rift so that's um i'm not gonna make you know who they are you you know um so gary andy and tom they're doing a couple of things at the moment so they're doing a um Tale of Four Warlords, uh, uh, Crusade of Four Warlords. So you can guess what form. So who are the three? Uh, yeah. Who are the three? The you, don't, you literally don't need. You don't need me to tell you. Um, so no, no. You said I know who Gary and Tom are, but who's the who's the other guy? <laughs> uh, Andy. He was actually on their last show. I know. <laughs> crazy, crazy. I know. Um, fucking an Andy site in Christ Almighty. Well, that I might I, have to go back and actually listen to it. I really enjoyed that I last you, episode Andy. because. Um, it was just there. It was just them well, talking about the reveals for Warhammer TV. It was oh nice. It was just good. It's just fun. Just a couple of mates. Just yeah, chat, it's good chat. Chat yeah, away. Like we said before, yeah. Um, so they're doing their. They're actually doing three things really. Technically, so they're doing their Crusader Four Warlords, uh, which is Tom, Gary. Then you've got Russ from Facehammer and Dan from, Dan Mitchell from um, Ashes of the Imperium and Priority Roll. They're each doing a, a Telefall Gamer style. Uh, that's only just started. There's not been an awful lot out there yet. So I'm interested to see what happens with that. Um, I'm organising the, the follow-along, um, like the, the kind of the groupies trying to get into the locker rooms, you know, just to give one of those guys a special, special moment. Um, and so that that started the first of march um so it's 25 power levels in the first two months um so i'm actually doing a far site enclave for that um because there was some tower bought off you rob which is just inside a box of fucking a year and a half so you said excuse to paint that up uh so details of that are online if you want to if you want to see the format for it let me know um they're also doing their kill team uh narrative which is no gaming, paint a kill team, um, write a little bit of fluff about it, um, choose bits of background, and then each month they're going to introduce a different element. So your kind of your, the story behind your kill team develops, um, which I'm I've joined in. I've finished five um, Gene Steeler cultists, uh, what are they call neophytes. Oh, fantastic models, really nice. Um, and then finally, you've got Tom working in conjunction with Facehammer. And this is genuinely brilliant. Like everyone listening should just just flat, just get involved. So we all have achievement systems. I'm sure we virtually all play video games. So Tom has basically done that for sitting at home and doing hobbying. Um, 
and it's all up on if you've gone to face hammer uh, realm hammer it's all up on there um there's a discord for it when you finish painting something you just put it in the chat tom updates the leaderboard every week the leaderboard doesn't matter it's just it's just internet points it doesn't mean anything but for me it's been huge it's it, it's driven i was so i was actually really dismissive of it to start with i actually said i don't at the moment i don't see any value on my shelves having unpainted models on and painted models that's how bad i'd got um but as my kind of my positivity's come back a bit it's been huge for me so i've been cranking out stuff left right and center so do go and check that out get involved um don't care about the leaderboard it's just that little extra level of fun um just just you know just it's just nice doing stuff in a group uh, and sharing progress and having a chat and all that um, I don't know if you two have come across it. Have you heard it before? I've mentioned it. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. Is it like yeah. the is it like the bingo? It's like one? it's like bingo, but it's like achievements in video games. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's no lines. Going back to the old reaper, no. reaper versus weed thing. Oh, is it like bingo? No, it's like <laughs> achievement points that have been around for the last twenty years in video games. No, I've, um, I've seen, I think I've seen it as a grid. That's that's the bit that's think that's a Warhammer store did a bingo thing. Oh, um, right, okay, maybe that. I think Steve yeah, Brand's Steve Brand's been involved with that. But but Tom's put loads of effort into the presentation of it. It look just looks so everything he does just looks so nice and sexy. I love it. You can tell he's got a you know, he's a proper little designer. Um so so yeah, I've I've been having I've been enjoying that. I've got like I think nine points so far. Um I won an award for Hobby Hero for the 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 time it's been running because they give me another two points um i think tony kirby's leading at the moment is his output is, is, is crazy and it's not about the standard of what you're doing so there's points for like painting a lord of the rings model a star wars model a 40k model um doing a bit of freehand painting a pattern and then obviously bigger you get more points for painting an entire army um, so it, it is it is bingo ian it is bingo i'm sorry it's not bingo there's no lines <laughs> I know, but it's like, no one's going to stand up home and go, bingo! Yeah, fucking I will. Um, yeah, no, it sounds yeah. awesome. Like, it is. And, and There's no reason. I think, um, There's no real reason not to be involved. No, and well, I mean, I think sort of segueing on from what Ian was saying about his hobby progress that I've, I found recently is, is kind of like, you know, been getting sort of my motivation back is the key has been doing, you know, sort of a I mean, I don't know if you want me to go over my like hobby bits now, but like with the, the um, you know, the way that I've been painting my army means that, you know, if I do have a spare half an hour, I can either assemble something or, you know, base coat, you know, sort of spray, you know, spray it, you know, with with a base coat and or, you know, just chuck a load of contrast wash on on something and know that it's there waiting for you, you know, the next day, you know, to perhaps dry brush or do this that and the other so yeah i think um little bits sort of often you know not a lot of time but often but then it, it perhaps doesn't lend itself well to that kind of challenge because you're not perhaps sitting down and yeah. doing one thing until it's done and then ticking it off a list you're just sort of methodically making your way through like your hobby progress in any way that you feel you know whether it's even if it's just clipping stuff off a sprue one evening and just putting it into little piles ready for you to clean up and assemble the next night, you know? I mean, it's certainly about getting stuff painted, um, but yeah. you know, there's like an achievement for convert a model. You know, it doesn't have to be a fully, it's not fully painted. It's 
So the idea is really it should be you do your hobby. Maybe it helps you structure what's something you had an idea on or a little focus, but it's you know it doesn't mean anything. It's just internet for yeah. us. But sometimes it's just nice to have this little extra element that kind of makes you. Yeah, think no, a definitely. Bit I'm not not, yeah. not, under, not understanding it, but yeah, no, no, I know but, what you mean. Yeah, but let's say it doesn't matter if you just you know we're only it's only March now. Um, you know this is running all year. Um, I mean my little hobby goal this year is to is to try and complete every achievement. Um, some are completely random, you know, like one is getting featured on Warhammer community, which is, you may as well just roll a dice for that. You just, you just don't know whether you, whether you will get picked or not. Um, but yeah, the old Nagash model, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you get, paint yourself up the old Nagash model on a square base and a bit of nostalgia. You'll get yourself up on Warhammer community. You just, you just don't know what, what, what's going to pop up on there. Um, but, um, you know, it, it goes with what Rob's saying. It's like there's people out there that are still doing something, and it's really worth, you know, just supporting if you've got the time. If you don't want to, whatever, doesn't matter. But uh, hopefully, a couple more people might be aware of it, and uh, it, it might prove to be interesting. Um, so, Rob, what about yourself? Have you been? Um, have you reassembled Bellacore yet? Have you, or are you taking him apart again? Are you doing a new orb? What's going stripped on? Stripped him. Stripped him completely. Yeah. Oh, he's Mom, on. Mom's on mute. Mom's on mute, doesn't he? <laughs> it has to happen every episode, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. sorry, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> I realise I've been like making little sort of comments here and there, and just like no one's reacting to it. Maybe I'm. Uh, maybe I've lost my touch. But no, it's because I'm on mute. Do you think you um, can do record an episode where you don't actually smoke? So that means you don't have to uh, mute. Do you think you, no, could, you could do that? Probably not. <laughs> Okay, just I was just curious. I was just curious. No, no, no. I'm chemically addicted to nicotine, Matthew. It's the it's the curse that I bear. Um, yeah, no. So, yeah, uh, obviously, you know, very extremely sort of meme worthy event a couple of weekends ago, where you know, uh, after going, you know, being um, kindly invited to appear on the Two Piece podcast. Um, shout out to uh, those guys and talking about you know various of you know, my hobby history and you know giving them insight into you know how stuff that I seem to sort of convert or whatever then becomes a reality. They released uh, a teaser for Bellacore, um, which you know I'm sure it won't look as cool as mine, so that's fine. And technically, he's a different character, so you know it'd be quite funny to buy it and then I can run it as Bellacore because my Bellacore. Is proxied as Archeon. So, um, what I'd like actually like to have in the book, if if they're going to go down a narrative route, is do that whole thing that you used to do in army books, where because of the narrative, you couldn't include certain characters with other characters within the book. Yeah. So actually, it'd be quite nice for them to say, well, you can't have Archeon and Bellacor in the same book. But anyway, um, yeah. So that was revealed, and that's. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I'd like to think that it was uh, something that you know. I don't know, whatever. But um, so yeah, got. <laughs> so you, um, are, you, been, been cr- are you aware Sorry, that they are you aware that they brought um, Bellacore himself kind of into the rules spotlight a bit with the um, with the Wrath of the Everchosen book? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was in sort of people's lists, and was it Legion of Chaos Ascendant? Well, he was in people's lists because he's filth, and he has been. Yeah. He's literally been filth since AOS essentially started. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've won tournaments with Bellacor and people were going, oh, I'll take Bellacor. Um, and now yeah. Bellacor's just in, if you've got a chaos list, probably got Bellacor in it now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I said, you know, that, that was, uh, the, you know, the thing that sort of made me chuckle is that that's not what I ever, you know, people are using them as, you know, Hassle Grave, but I'm not using them as Bellacor. That's not the. No. That's not the point of the narrative. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's the ever chosen. Do you know what I mean? He's Archeon. Um, but anyway. Uh, Bellacor's the never chosen. The never chosen. That's right. Um, so I think last time we spoke or, or whatever was, you know, I, I finally kind of, I think. Yeah, started working on my, um, you know, my that passion project that I'd always sort of promised myself that I'd do, and I thought it'd be a, a great way to reignite my kind of hobby. Mojo was doing the exodites and um, you know, oh, making great you, progress. Did you see the reveal from today from Forge World? No. For the new Necromander uh, bounty hunters. Yeah. With the Exodite. Oh, is there? Yeah. Um, Not really, I'm joking. I'm pulling your left. Oh, okay. No, no, I didn't (laughs) say that. I knew you wouldn't. I knew Um, you wouldn't. So I just had to get uh, it. Just that moment of doubt, just for a second. I just imagine you sat there, just your eyes rapidly darting left to right, going, for fuck's sake. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, I mean, I went through and I, I, speaking to the other guys, was I'd kind of, um, the main sort of centerpiece of the army, uh, the Carnos, converted Carnosaur and everything was, you know, in sort of its final sort of uh, sort of stages. There was a bit of bit of uh, scale that I had to sculpt, but apart from that, he, he was pretty much done, or she was pretty much done. Um, but I'd, I'd made a start on the knights, and um, sort of underestimated sort of how poorly. I mean, they they look great. You know when when they are what they are, but the the cold one miniatures, like most cavalry miniatures of the age, you know the underneath the underbelly just isn't bother. just isn't sculpted um, at all. And obviously, you know what, as is my want, you know there's a there's a few of the models in that unit that are going to be sort of more dynamically posed, and you know with the whole raptor kind of jumping thing, which you sort of see in Jurassic Park and all the rest of it. And it just there was just lots of work, just lots of green stuff work, which you know I w- will get to eventually. But it was kind of you know for for something that for a project that was intended to sort of ease me back into you know getting back into the hobby and, and sort of reigniting that kind of passion. It was it was a bit of a, a tall order to to do. So um, you know with the Necron release, I you know really sort of enjoyed the revamp that they got uh, at the beginning of Ninth Edition and. You know, the Indomitus box set was such a good deal that I, you know, so I picked up um, three of the Necron sort of sets of that and sort of, you know, started to go to town on that really and, and decided on a colour scheme, you know, sort of obviously the, the whole drunken assembly of the first cryptic that I did that we spoke about in the last podcast, which he's, he's actually coming useful because I've used, I've, I've chopped him up and I'm going to, I'm going to do, obviously Cryptek's pretty good in the new book, so I, I need a second one, so he'll, he'll be converted at some point, but um, that was yeah, the plan all along. Yeah, that's it. And so, could come across a scheme um, that I really. So I made a start on um, Illumina uh, Zeras and the Overlord when I first sort of got the figures and was going through more of um, a sort of classic scheme uh, with like the green energy weapons and stuff, and it wasn't really resonating with me. So, I kind of 
went on Pinterest and went online and I looked at a couple of alternate things and so and I thought, you know, I've always been one to kind of follow the narrative in one way or another. You know, I've never really been one for like homebrew space green chapters or any of that kind of stuff. But I thought, well, look, you know, I really I came across a colour scheme that I really liked and really sort of enjoyed painting and it's very quick. It's very you know, so on the other podcasts it's very much the Darren Latham, Paul Norton school of you know doing basic sort of techniques on the main body and then you know taking out the details so you know the weapons or the, the OSL and stuff like that um which you know 90 percent of the miniature is done really 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 quickly um because it's just a lot of contrast and dry brushing and then you just you know you're working on the fun stuff then you know you've got all the sort of for want of a better word all the ball achey stuff out of the way and and you're just working on the fun stuff, which is picking out the details and highlighting and doing OSL and these different techniques. So it's really, you know, quite, you know, an army that I've resigned myself to the fact that it's not going to be, you know, it's not at a level that, you know, perhaps I'd aspire to with my OS stuff. But I think that, you know, given the different techniques and, and just the miniatures themselves lend themselves to the technique a lot better. Um you know, I'm really enjoying it, you know, just getting stuff done and just seeing a lot quicker progress with stuff. Um, you know, as mentioned, I've done a couple of little kit bashes with the, 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 uh, overlord with the scythe and the orb. Um, and I'm thinking of doing one sort of conversion for the Nightbringer. I've been thinking about doing, I was thinking about, I had in my mind about doing a conversion for the Nightbringer where it's, you know, a big bloody model and all the rest of it, but the, you know, the, the hard thing is he comes on such a small base so yeah i think it's uh, a I was thinking of, it's still a 40 is it still a 40, 40 I I think, yeah. yeah so um you know i took out all these ideas of you know getting a almost a Catan sized body and you know perhaps even almost sculpting it from scratch you know, from an armature or something and then loads of robes and all of that sort of stuff because a lot of stuff in the death range that lends itself well to that and you know, I thought if I if I'm I'm not going to bother doing because he's not in any of the lists that I've written up. But if I was going to do it, it'd probably be more of um like just like a really pimped out Overlord or something. You know, like a or like a you know sort of you see these conversions where the the bottom half is like a where they've done like a Canoptic Spider and the top half is a Destroyer Lord. You know, and I've got a spare Scorpec Destroyer. You know, obviously I'm really ever going to run one of them, so I've got a couple of them spare from the indomitus set in much the same way as you were saying about your marines having some models that you want to use it's almost like a necron version of uh on the chapter master from the soul drinkers well yeah yeah i was thinking more along the lines of the scorpion king from uh the the one that the rock played in the mummy too why would you go there some of the the world's worst cgi ever (laughs) yeah yeah. um uh, and but you know using because there's Obviously, the Canoptic reanimators as well that I probably won't use any of my list. They've got like the long spiddly arms, and there's there's probably a lot there to. I love all this reference together, of you, you know? just going. Probably won't use that in my list. Shit, forty k Rob. Yeah. going to smash. Yeah, forty k Rob is, is, yeah. is a different Rob to AOS Rob. Um, but yeah, so you know, there's probably going to be one or two conversions in the army, or more more sort of online to kit bashes. But yeah, you know, the one thing about the book that I find really i'm really enthusiastic about and it doesn't happen a lot um and it doesn't it's never really happened to me with books that you know i've liked the models for you know probably there's probably a few books out there that it's uh, the case for but 
you know they perhaps never haven't captured my imagination is that there's not a lot of units in the Necron Codex that are shit that aren't worth taking um, so it means that there's you know it can be more of a collection than just painting a specific army you know if I like, like the look of something and go oh, I fancy that and you know paint it up and you know it's a quick paint scheme and I can get the majority of it done rather quickly so yeah it's um it's been quite it's been quite cool and uh, just a couple of things like I've um had an idea like basically my color scheme is um this lead belcher uh for the main sort of carapace and then uh that washed with um baliscanum baliscanum gray uh all over and then the sort of under the endoskeleton as it were then done in black templar so to darken it down rather than sort of picking it out with a matte black right. paint um and then just dry brush back again with lead belcher and then highlighted with um iron breaker like edge highlighted oh. the, you know some of the more prominent Ooh. bits of the armor i've not used iron breaker in years yeah well, i mean it's, I, I, yeah i tried using Stormhost silver um it's, too it's, it's a bit too bright for it um but one and that's within uh, the canoptic alloy which is like the light bronze kind of um color that they've they've come out with on sort of the more of the accents but then um the serious purple for the base of the glow rather than the green um and then sort of the accent armor with um it was originally wraith bone but i switched to terminus stone because it it's a bit it was colder than than wraith bone um but layering over the sort of already dry brush silver panels with terminus stone sugar you can only get it as an air paint now um really it's yeah it's a frigging ball lake and as as um ian suggested you know go over you know sort of go with a base to begin with um i was basing it with wraith bone to begin with but then i found that because wraith bone was so warm term the terminus stone you couldn't almost tell when it was you'd finished layering it because the wraith bone sort of came through so much so i started using gracia because gracia has got that coldness to it yeah um which you know the terminus stone then kind of sort of keeps it's obviously more in line with you know the necrons as they are so yeah it's um you know that kind of purple the darker sort of skeletal thing rather than the, the sort of brighter one with the the hints of the bright purple and the, the terminus stone sort of shoulder pads and stuff i think works really well and the one thing um the overlord it's one thing I, i've used the scythe from the plastic overlord sort of clan pack one which i don't know if you're sort of all aware it's quite interesting i know you've got one painted matt but it's um it's not as sort of flat as the uh, you know so it's quite intricate a lot of sort of inlay on it um but there's obviously a bit of war gear that the overall can have called a void scythe rather than a war scythe so i thought it's a bit of an a bit of a sort of an accent and um, rather than do that sort of the the purple fade that would be on the other blades have it as like um the actual blade itself to be completely sort of matte black but then just the inlay have the purple glow um so it's sort of Obviously lends itself to the name of being a void side rather than That'd sort be cool. of being a big glowy purple one. So I thought that sort of work. I'd like to contrast paint, quite well. With I kind of want you to paint little, little stars on it. 
Well, that's what I think. That's what I think it's Darren Latham's done that on his Cryptek, um, where he's done the blade black. The inlay is like the he's gone for the like the Cybrite kind of green thing on his on his energy stuff. But he has, I think it's his one, where he's and he's done the speckles on the the black of the blade, so it does look like a little you know a, a field of stars. So that's quite cool. You should do that. That'd be cool. Um, um, yeah. Why do you choose Sirius for the purple? I would have thought um, that'd be good for contrast paint uh, to get the glow. Yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 Sirius purple is just the the base color that I styled oh, on. Okay. I work it work it all up all the way up to sort of through Jean Steeler purple, Cacophony purple, up to T'Challa uh, lilac um, on like the on the highlights. It's just. Zarius, I did. I did actually try um, because obviously it's a, a newer colour, and I thought I'd give it a go. I, I tried as, as the base colour as Phoenician purple, right? Um, but it's a bit too. It's, it's quite a bluey purple, um, whereas Zarius purple's got more of sort of then goes towards the red side of the spectrum. So that as a base, but obviously highlighted up through the sort of usual suspects when it comes to purple. But yeah, it's um, it's quite nice. Like I said, you know, do, doing the models and you can get like eighty percent of the work done very, very quickly. And then you just go around picking out all the details and doing all the cool, fun bits that you do on any other model. Once you've got all the ball ache stuff out of the way, do you know what I mean? So that's, I do. That's, there that's is a, a lot to be for that approach. Yeah, and it's it's just so like, you know, it's, I, you know, I don't. I was joking before. I don't think it's necessarily going to win the sort of best armies I mean I, I think it might be nominated and be up in the running because it's, you know, it's going to be a very clean style and you know it's going to be very striking it'll pop quite well and you know, especially with the Necron body sort of stuff and the way you know using the old dry brushing from you know with the makeup brushes so it actually does blend this, the the lead belcher back into it quite well you know it's not a rough dry brush it's very it's, it does look blended on a lot of the armour that you, you know, you've blended the, the silver back up, but um, yeah, I think Necron's going to be quite hard to win those kind of awards because people can probably sort of think, well, you know, that was knocked out. So that, I think that's quite important that I think the bits uh, that are tech, the bits that are teched out that are teched out well, you know. Yeah, it's probably a similar situation to uh, like a Maggot King of Nurgle. They're a really hard army to draw attention with, uh, as yeah. our, our friend um, Dave found out because you, you can get them looking good at, at a fair distance through very basic techniques and putting that time and effort in to bring, to, sorry, bring them up to a higher level, it <clears throat> it's very hard to really make them draw attention. I think that's... Yeah, and I think it's the preconceived, pre- preconceived ideas that people have about certain armies as well. It's like, well, totally. you know, it's like, oh, well, that... You know, that someone's going to take more attention pouring over a cleanly done high-elf army or... You know, living after Emerald Army than they are perhaps like a yeah, even like a I know they're they're a lot more detailed now but even like a Bone Reaper Army um, or you know like you said a, a, a Magakin or um, you know, maybe even like a Lizard you know something that people think oh well you can just airbrush those or you can just dry brush them or wash them you know yeah um, I mean I know which is why it's, you know, it's really important to me to get the like the OSL right and the yeah. The, the bone or well, the terminal stone like shoulder pads and detailing really crisp 
It's definitely because, one of the know, um, one of the things that interests me about 40k events. Because um, to be honest, at the moment I'll do any event. I don't care what it is. Um, but uh, no, it, kind of seeing what ha- how the painting is regarded and I'd be interested to see just, the meta. Yeah, the painting meta. Just seeing what that. I know people joke about painting meta and stuff, and that's become a little bit of a meme recently. But it'd be interesting to go for some of these. You know, I I know people that have been nominated uh, at events. Um, you know, that have got really decent armies and, you know, it's it, it'd be really nice to actually go and get well, a feel for... It's interesting because 40k to me seems very GW orientated. Does that make sense? Particularly in this How do you country? mean? Well, a lot, of the, a lot of the armies that I see shared, I don't really see much from independent events. I always tend to see stuff from GW events. Yeah, I think, I think there's probably partly due to the fact that, that I mean a lot of these you know, I've got a friend who uh, uh, I think he listens um, you know a guy called Elliot who does he's been you know him and his brother and, and stuff they uh, listen to the listen to the podcast they they, don't, they do a lot of events done at big oh yeah or have, okay. you know have done in the past and um, you know they, you know, it'd be nice to actually go down and sort of get a feel for you know, eye people up in it. Do you know what I mean? Go around. Fucking, <laughs> you know what I am? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sort of Give a t-shirt. Sort of, you know, like, a bit of flex in me. I think, fucking, yeah, so pro-painted, you know, fucking giving it all a big end. But no, I mean, it'd be, and the other thing, like you said, you know, getting in the events, going to see, meet new people, meet yeah. new crowds, you know. I was just, I, something I forgot Quite to say was, um, it's, it's one of the things that's so that sucks about not doing events. It's not only do we not get to see anybody, but it's it's I've lost like well we've all lost like a year at the moment of making new friends. Like, it's such a weird yeah, yeah. thing to say. Like I think of all the friends. I mean that's one of the, that's one of the things that I love this podcast for because it puts you there and then people come in like I like people like John Green and stuff. I didn't know them before i went to tournaments and john spoke to me because i, pre- I, pre- I pretend not to know him now after some of his his event shenanigans it's probably probably not not a bad idea um i i've been talking recently about um doing a doing a man feast reunion uh again yeah, all right yeah um and yeah, yeah. I, I said man, mate, feast, you, man feast three i think rich soresco named it man feast in the end but um yeah for my stag do you know i go away to tournaments with all my mates all the time so the idea of going out drinking seemed a bit unnecessary so we rented a castle for the weekend there's 16 of us living at large um and then we did a reunion last year before last and yeah year before last, i think that was kind of it was a bit of a last hurrah but now <laughs> it's 2000 it was, it's actually 2018 <laughs> but that was a last you, hurrah and now um I think now we've been still in lockdown for a year. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, I really want to do that again. I want to yeah. see people." So uh, yeah, potentially that might be occurring in the future. And obviously, I, uh, I asked if he wanted to come along for that one, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, as long as there's locks on the doors." And, you know, um, Event Horizon's got that line in the movie where he goes, um, "Where we're going, you won't need eyes." So I was like, "Where we're going, yeah. you won't need locks." No, <laughs> fucking no. Not on those uh, old castle doors as well. You have to barricade yourself in. And uh, like, like, it's like when they, you see the cavalry charge to the castle doors and they sort of <laughs> close the door and put that big wooden 
like plank down to sort of bar the bar the entrance. That's what he's gonna have to do once I get older. Really <laughs> drop the pod. Yeah, drop the portcullis. Yeah. yeah. My fa- my favourite memory from that entire event is still the the initial um the initial event, the actual stag do itself. I went so if you can visualise it, imagine being in a slightly shit conservatory with fifteen other men sat on a jumble of shitty sofas in like a square shape around you while you're sat on a chair with a stripper and one of your mates decides to heckle the stripper by saying why have you still got your knickers on that is my favorite memory from the entire thing is just ian heckling the stripper shocking behavior but you know what? I, th- I think i think that was that must have been 2000 was it 2015 was it or 2017 was one of no 2015 wasn't it it's five years ago so 2016 right yeah yeah you should know it's your stag do um but it was this time five years ago well it was it was it was this time it was this time of the year wasn't it yeah nations are on it was yeah it's about now scotland playing pro evo 2 and it means sick yeah. all over it. Oh, what? Yeah. This, this is this is what you listen for. The memories. What a time! What a time to <laughs> the, be alive. The memories. Um, oh, that was amazing. Yeah. So, um, God, I can't remember how we got onto that tangent. Um, but yeah, sorry, making friends. John so, Green. Yeah. So it's talk about John, John Green. So yeah, I mean that's. I mean just you know just socially not make, not meeting new people and making new friends yeah. is is hard because you you have friends come out your life as well. You know some of the people that are there at that event. You think you got Mo Mo Ashraf who's great. You know spent so much time with him um, over those years and I think he's in yeah. he lives in Florida now and. Um, Amit, who you know, Amit, yeah, Amit was there. Moved away from the tournament scene. Yeah, you got Amit there. You had Rich Soresco, um, uh, and John Warmington, who wasn't there, but um, yeah, Ian Scavell. He plays 40k. Yeah, he actually goes to the Polish events, which is quite interesting. So he was trying to get me along to one of those in the Bass. And Adam Bassa, all great guys. But it's funny, you just you 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 move away. You don't end up playing the same game. You don't end up you know going to tournaments together, and it's a shame. Yeah. But yeah, um, shall I talk about my hobby? Yeah, go on then. Um, I've been quite bitty with things um, recently. Um, bitty? Do you remember bitty. Little Britain? Yeah, this, that bitty. was slightly the reference. Slightly the reference <laughs> I was going for. Um, um, but it's because you know, it, having the achievement system from Realmhammer. And knowing that I don't have any, de- literally, there's no deadlines for anything. And even at the moment, like I've got a plan of what I'm going to do in regards to deadlines for upcoming events but it's nothing strenuous and nothing's urgent it's been quite nice to kind of work on on little projects um so i've been working on my anvils the heldenhammer stormcasts which are painted to a decent standard um you know it's not not my top end um and most certainly not not speed painted um they're your death mask ones are they yes that's right yeah Yeah. which is a bit of a shame because you uh, I've kind of been painting up a lot of the Vanguard models recently and they, you don't have the ability to paint the death masks on them because they've got those half golden helmets. Right. So it just doesn't, so it just doesn't work. Um, so I've not actually painted any of those, those, those for a while. Um, but what I've decided is we had um, the new release of Slanesh and Daughters. So we knew that was yeah. coming, um, but obviously we were all slightly more excited about Daughters because we had Broken Realms Marathi. 
So I picked up some more daughtered stuff and had some stuff left over from my old Cult of Set army. And I've got a Caradron army, which I bought off one of the one of the friends of the show, Steve, uh, which some of it's part painted. Um, and I've just decided that I'm just going to paint it all in the same colour scheme um, and basically oh, all the same. Okay. So I have the idea of it's just, you know, when I want to use it as a daughter's army, it's a daughter's and, and vice versa. I can mix stuff across the board and even use it as a city's army. So it's actually four armies in one. So I was working on the anvils. I've got a lot of that painted up now. Uh, I've got almost the, the the big battalion techie list done. Um, and then I was adding a unit and a character at a time to the army from each faction. So um, right. I painted up uh, three engine riggers and the uh Endrin master in the dirigible suit uh, which yeah it's really nice to paint because obviously i converted my my um my caradron overlords previously um so it's actually quite nice just to paint caradron models um yeah 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 they're actually more enjoyable than than i thought they were i, I expected them to be you know they come together quite quickly which i was really happy with um quite so similar I, to, the, to the necron thing isn't it you can you can sort of to do swathes of it in one go almost and then pick everything out and drop done then isn't it yeah particularly where uh, the way i do my black armor which i'm sure i've mentioned before which is using contrast by doing um uh gray sear undercoat straight out of the pot um black templar all over and then a 50 50 black templar and um contrast medium mix over the top of that so it gives you a deep black but you still get the the contrast where it's run off the um the edges it's a slight, yeah, slight yeah. gray highlight and then i do the chipping over the top of that to to accent it and that that works well so that's worked well in the caradron um also one of the achievements that tom has for realm hammer was upscale a unit so I had 10 witch elves that had converted from the Blood Bowl elf team, um, which were painted in my speed painted old scheme, which is orange and pale skin and black. Um, so I've upscaled those and finished them. Um, so the next thing I'm going to add is a hag to lead that little entourage. Um, and now I'm painting more Stormcast. So I'm just kind of flipping between them when I want. Um, yeah. So I'm painting up three... Paladors and much like a witch elf. <laughs> yeah, so I'm painting three Paladors and a, a Lord Aquilor uh, to join the Stormcasts. Aquila. Uh, uh, is it Aquila? It's not Aquila. It's Aquilor, isn't Aquila. it? Aquila. Um, is it? Okay. And um, and then I'll I'll go <laughs> back to the KO paint character companion unit, blah blah blah, and keep adding to it. Yeah. Fuck me though, Paladors. So Paladors are not too bad in general for details to paint. Um, but there's so much on those models. But the Lord Aquilor is he's something else. So he's got detail upon detail upon detail, and he's not been fun to paint. I really was looking forward to him, and he's which not. one's that? He's is that the, the come at me, bro, old guy. Uh, he's the one with the pistol. He's got his sword out straight, and he's got his pistol up in the air on the. Uh, he's the original character before they released the um, the stock collecting one, not the 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 uh, Soul Wars one. Um, oh, right. he's got a top knot and everything. He's a cool model, but yeah, he's 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 been a bit bit tricky um, to work on. So that's been my main 
kind of unit focus are basing them all the same so i can use them as cross armies um i'm actually going to finish painting that super arm that um super battalion and then sell i'm actually going to sell it because it's a super oh, legit okay. army to a good standard and i'm just going to buy it again and repaint <laughs> repaint it so the irony is i'm probably gonna have to paint another one of that um because oh. i want i want the money to fund some other projects um yeah, yeah. and i've also started on my slanesh army which I'm right. really, really pleased with because it's all based same. So my chaos armies are all going to be the same as well, uh, same basing. Yeah. So I've gone back to my Zinch basing, which is the snow and the okay. mirrors. So yeah. I've got Lord of Pain done, who's like my tester for my scheme, and it's influenced yeah, by my. Sorry, it looks really good. Yeah. Thank you. It's influenced by my old um, Dark Elf army from Eighth Edition, so it's bone armor, bone armor, light skin, gold. Oh, your June, your June, my June elves. army. But it's very, it, yeah, it's, it's a color scheme that kind of, it's a weird one because it shouldn't, it, it it shouldn't work, but I feel it does. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit unusual because you wouldn't normally have bone and gold, but kind of the gold ends up being like a highlight interest for the bone. So I, I'm really happy with it, and that's certainly much more my my high level painting. Um, and I've also done five Myrmidon pain bringers, and oh, those models are so lush. The new Slanesh stuff is so nice. Like, I know. Stop talking, man. I've got, I'm looking at. I've got. So I've got. I got sick. I, I when I, when it came out. Obviously, I'm. <laughs> the, <laughs> the irony is, is the 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 original Head Knights of Slanesh. I probably I you well, I used that book once when I borrowed your army for Tommy B two. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it was still in still in my rucks, my gaming rucksack with like the War Scroll cards that hadn't Amazing. come out of the cellophane and they're still not out of the cellophane <laughs> and i've got another pack of war scroll cards that i've just recently that i, I got two because the dice are lovely as well the new dice so i've got two packs of them anyway nice and i got sigvald and the and the battle tome and another set of war scroll cards that haven't, still haven't come out of the cellophane <laughs> um but yeah no it's, it's a it's a it's a lot you know and i was i was kind of like a bit you know, I, I think I made the mistake of listening to a couple of competitive um, sort of reviews of, of the army book, which, you know, which, which, is, which is fine, which, you know, which is fine. Um, and not sort of, and it kind of dampened my interest in it a little bit, which was a bit weird because my chaos arm, you know, they've, the, the, the sort of the whole premise of my four gods army, you know, based around the Bellacore Archeon thing was to have, you know, 1,200 points of each god and just for it to look cool. Do you know what I mean? There was never a competitive kind of, you know, I built the list without, you know, I built, literally built the lists on what looks cool. Do you know what I mean? And what would look good. And um, I don't know why, you know, the fact that the, you know, perhaps they aren't you know as filthy as I, I, I perhaps expected or whatever because I mean I think it was a bit of a because the, the old head knight stuff was so bent like um, and you know that I, I, since speaking to yourself and other people that you know there actually there are some combos in there that are good but that was never the goal of the army so yeah I think I just need to get grab a couple of units you know rethink what the good thing is is I've I think the only things that I've actually got that i've bought you know previously i think i've got to start collecting slanesh box and 
couple of keepers and then it's just like the end of the spells and the feint and the contorted the platoon. Um, so I think losing, you know, you know, I know a couple of murmurs, some pain bringers and stuff would, you know, it's just, it's about making the army look good. Do you know what I mean? And, I know, I do know, you know what you mean like, about it, it's motivation, particularly at the moment. We're so fragile to it. Um, yeah, we are social creatures. So if you are listening, you're paying, you know, you're giving all your attention to somebody talking about something and, you know, their opinion comes across. Actually, this isn't very good. That is naturally going to influence how you feel about something. I, I, yeah, I had yeah. that. Um, I was more fortunate because I spent time going through the book myself. Yeah, yeah. Both that and the daughter's book. Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not an amazing gamer, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with my performance on the table. I do pretty damn well when I want to. Um, yeah. And I think Sanesh is in most recent. Well, it's funny. I still, I still see people saying how Sons of Bear are the worst book they've ever released, and I think these people are insane. Um, but reading the Sanesh book, it's such a massive toolbox of options. Um, yet people still saying it's not a good book and i think too much of that is based in looking at something and comparing it to what it used to do and yeah. it is this is a complete rewrite this has very little if anything to do with the last um head Knights book whereas with daughters yeah. you can look at it and go actually this is this is good they were good before and it's got an extra it's got some extra levels of gravy on top i mean yeah i don't want to spoil too much but sigvold's in all my sanesh lists uh, because he's Sigvold. He's he's next on the painting book for my Slanesh. Um, yeah. The five pain bringers, I mean, if we had these kits in eighth, we'd be cloud nine. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I think, I think the, um, you know, the, and, and the exalted seeker kits, you know, regardless of which one, I mean, the, I love the, the armored guys, you know, they 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 look great. And I think the twins yeah, are just, really nice I, as well. And, yeah. and the fact that you literally get all the bits from the Twin Souls in a box and you're like, oh, if I can just get some other bodies for these, I can get you just get dual use out of the kit straight away because they don't use the same. Yeah, they yeah. don't use the same arms. And, uh, you know, it's even if, you know, you wanted to, like you said, it, it was, you know, it's a perfect Rob kit. Do you know what I mean? It really you've got is. so many extra bits and bits and pieces on it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think, um, yeah, I, I, the, the problem with that. The the only sort of stumbling block that I've, I've kind of put in in my own way, as it were, with with this the, the sort of chaos project was, painting, you know, obviously Bellacor and Bellacor, and yeah, you know, I sort of I'm trying to upscale him a little bit, and you know, it would literally only take a week's worth of sort of a couple of evenings here and there to get that, you know, what I wanted to upscale done, and he'd be done, you know, it was just biting the bullet and doing it. Um, and and the Zinch side of it, you know, the Gaunt Summoner's done. You know, there's a lot of, you know, the the Pink Horrors are sort of 50 down, 50% done. And, you know, the Chirocacolites, the 20 of them are all sort of either, you know, in stages of being done and all the rest of it. So it wouldn't take long to actually, you know, I could probably get that army done for Face Hammer, you know. Um, that wouldn't, but, you know, if I put my Necrons aside, but it's just not what's kind no, of paint paint thing. what matters to you at the moment i mean it could yeah. well be the be the fact that broken realms bellacore comes out and you're like okay i've got the inspiration for this army now and you know you can take it to events you know it's, yeah 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 that, that, and the the, 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 the biggest I mean, no the, the biggest thing that was sort of getting in the way of getting this the, the chaos army side of things done is like i think it, it would be it'd be a bigger painting sort of project 
than Bellacore was was Egan Van Horseman, the conversion I'd done because I'd committed myself to doing everything in non-metallic metals and you know I really wanted you know that that if, if I was to sort of get my head down and think to myself right I'm going to finish that model um, it probably you know given that it's been a, a certain amount of time since Bellacore was finished that Egan would probably be the better you know the better to model sure. out of the two you know um so that reminds me, actually, I really want to... Can I commission you to make me a um, Akhold Hellbrass? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll make one anyway. When's your birthday? You heard it all here first. Uh, well, Facehammer weekend. Oh, yeah, I'll get you, I'll get you one done by then. Birthday's on the 9th of September, and Facehammer's um, on the 12th. The, uh, I tell you, you know, the, the one thing we haven't spoken about, some of the new releases, I think the, um, the Blade Lords might lend themselves well to an archaeological hell brass conversion oh, shit, yeah they would do <laughs> that's a pretty perfect idea. i was thinking yeah, the um yeah. the hammer bros but no yeah, you're yeah, right yeah. almost straight away yeah. brilliant cool okay. um yeah job done awesome awesome <laughs> i'd have to learn to add yeah. the sculpt scale mail and uh, i'll be all right um but yeah no I, you know and it was it, you know the whole thing that stopped me from doing that kind of stuff is committing myself to you know sort of two or three months of Converting to Chyla, converting uh, Arbor the Undefeated, converting Valnir the Reaper. Do you know what I mean? You know, the, the, the stuff that goes around that. It's not just painting know, an army, is it? it, it no, yeah, no, it's, it's committing yourself to, to sort of the converting and stuff. And, you know, I just, you know, I think uh, the Four God, Bellacore, Ever Chosen army will probably be, it's just something that will. If I can look, if I can get that done, you know, sort of almost, you know, look back on, you know, it's almost something that, it's something I can get that done before I shuffle my mortal coil. <laughs> then I know it's a bit depressing. I'll, and, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll paint your, um, if, if you ever want to uh, pass him off, I'll paint your um, Edwin von Hossmann. Well, he's half he's half painted, mate. Ah, um, that's you, right. You, you paint, you, you, yeah, yeah, brilliant. You can, well, you can paint uh, the Arbor, the Undefeated. He, he's much more up your alley with the old uh, corn and that. Um, Don't corn anymore, unfortunately. No, true. But no, I, I, I just think it's the whole. You know, the, you know. Again, it was a bit, bit of a bit of an ongoing thing. Was you know wanting to sort of win face hammer do you know what I mean that was the that was the plan wow. two years ago you know and you know, you should say that I, they're bringing they're bringing in the big guns you know Andy Wardle might turn up and if Andy Wardle turns up with the <laughs> with his silver net then we're all fucked because that army is fucking insane so well Terry's um, um Terry's warming himself up for it as well yes and he's yeah, the last episode yeah. so well now I don't have to run all the data I could actually turn up yeah. and and do my own thing. But, um, yeah, slap, slap it down, like yeah. So it's uh, been interesting. I, you know, I, the, the, that's that's the one thing. That, that's the only thing that kind of um, not the only thing, but what, you know, from a hobby perspective, it's one of the things that the sort of the lockdown has kind of you know impacted was that momentum that we had before it all kicked off. You yeah. know, I was, you know, I remember. I think what, we've all what, lost. Was, we've all lost. Well, t- Tommy B two, wasn't it? T- t- Tommy B two was the last event, wasn't it? Before, 
before really that I, well at least that I went to before lockdown happened um and just before that was um brotherhood wasn't it in cardiff mm-hmm. um, they, they were they were very close to each other and you know I was you know I was hammer and tongs going at my at my my zinc stuff you know I'd, I'd spending far too long painting pink horrors you know and i'm looking at the fires that i've got done now that my display cabinet and you know i like to think you know without blowing my own trumpet they they could they're I, you know none of you boys are cinnamon person which is a bit of a bit of a shame but i it's going to sound really big-headed but i think they look better than the or did not take much to look better than the box heart pink horrors because they're, they're quite old ones but do you know what i mean that they're, they're they're on par with how the pink horrors were repainted for Silver Tower, you know, like I truly believe that. And there's certain elements on them, like the striations on the teeth that are done really cleanly and stuff that probably even push it past that, you know. Ooh. So I was, I was proper I look on forward a, to seeing these in the flesh. Yeah, they, you know, they, they were, you know, in my humble opinion, they're, they're probably the best sort of troop stuff that I, you know, that they would, you know, if everything else was painted, then you know, it, the army itself would be up there, you know, and... Sure. I mean, just, I'm nothing, just, not a harsh critic, so... No, no, yeah, and, and you know, I already took your 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 thing on board with the extra highlights on the Gaunt Summoner, because you saw that at Brotherhood, and the first thing I did when I, when I got home was do the extra highlights on the staff and stuff, which you suggested. Um, you know, so I'm not want to, you know, I don't not listen to the feedback and stuff, and it was really, it was a real sort of, project that was full steam ahead of that and that was the one thing that pissed me off a little bit about the lockdown was that it just didn't give me that it just cut it off it just cut the cord straight you know and it was a uh, yeah a bit of a pain but you know things happen and you yeah. know it's uh just is what it is i guess just have to get through it um yeah but yeah i was talking about my hobby um sorry anything, anything you wanted to say ian uh no, not particularly. Just like to confirm that the stripper story happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course it did. Yeah, right? um, I know. For, for for the listeners, it's like you know, behind the scenes, magic. I've just been off dealing with a baby, so I've been on mute for a while. That's right. It happens. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you're back. Um, yeah. But uh, I've actually I've rounded off my hobby um, with. It, it's an interesting one. I don't know if listeners let us know on Twitter when I put this episode up if you'd like me to hear a bit about 3D printing that I'm doing um, for miniatures. Um, but essentially, I've dialed in my settings now so I can get some really close, if I want to, to act miniatures that you wouldn't notice are 3D printed. Um, so I did a, a new, like an up-to-date Mandalorian with the jetpack and a little Grogu for my Legion. So there's loads of Star Wars stuff out there. Um and it's interesting with 3D printing because um, I think I kind of started when resin printers were becoming affordable and it's, re- it's so much changed from taking licensed content and duplicating it to producing original things. So what I mean is um, you used to be able to go on websites and 40K particular, like particularly, there's, there's, there was so many files of just duplicates of GW sculpts and things. And, you know, as a hobbyist, you'd be like, oh my God, I can print this off and you get this cheap and all these things. But those same artists, you can see how they've, they've gone to Patreon and they're releasing monthly content and producing phenomenal 
phenomenal ranges of models now. Um, so I sub to two, uh, Titanforge and um, Artisans Guild. But you do still get some of these other prints and people do their versions of characters, you know, for models you can't buy. So it's really cool to paint up uh, Mandalorian and, and Grogu um and kind of getting the 3d printing to a point where it just looks like a miniature you know it doesn't actually the telltale cells are being telltale signs of being 3d printed aren't, aren't noticeable um and going along kind of the licensing route um i had a good chat with um just an impromptu chat with les and um a formerly of the face hammer crew uh, and russ and les being a big comic book fanboy more, more dc we only chat about things and he mentioned about um Marvel Crisis Protocol, um, which is their, their miniature game, uh, which is done by Atomic Mass, who, funnily enough, are now taking over the reins of doing Star Wars Legion. Um, and I bought the starter set uh, a little while ago because I had some people hit me up for tokens and I needed that basis to, to work around. Um, so I said, oh, actually, I've got the box set. So we both decided that we're just going to just casually just paint up the, the Marvel Crisis Protocol miniatures. And something I really wanted to test out, which I hadn't really done before, is um, kind of try and do a version of the, the comic book stroke animation style. Um, so there's two fantastic YouTube videos, uh, sorry, two YouTube creators, Epic Duck Studios. I think it might be Mike is his name and uh, Sarastro, who I mentioned before. Um, I used a kind of combination of their videos to paint up a Doc Ock. And the reason for that is I think Doc Ox, because I don't do non-metallic metal. You know, you guys know I'm not a fan of non-metallic metal. Um, but obviously Doc Ox got these great big uh, octopus arms, which are all metallic. Um, and I wanted to do it in a comic book style, which means you can't use m actual metallic paint. And I, I loved it. So much fun. And uh, to do all the black lining, I bought what I call my Magic Mike ink, which is uh, uh, Higgins Black Magic Waterproof Ink. Um, this stuff is fantastic. Um, I'm actually tempted to kind of use it on the Space Marine Army in the future. Um, but yeah, just getting those black edging details and stuff in and kind of doing the shell shading, shell, cell shaded approach and um, on some textures, kind of doing a bit of hashing. Um, and like Sarastro, when he paints the arms, um, he literally takes the flat edge of a brush and just paints one of the colours all the way, just all the way around the top of the arm. And it shouldn't work, but when you've gone in and put the extra details in, it worked. I like. I'm so super pleased with that. I actually, it's one of those models I can't wait to show people in in the flesh because I don't think the photos kind of come across. But yeah, it's been awesome to work on a on, on a different model like that. So I've actually managed to get a little bit of time invested yeah. in some other models. Yeah, I mean, uh, looking at it, uh, one thing I did notice was um, on the sort of like on the I'm trying sort of like trying to recreate the pose of my carriage now. So it'd be his right hand lower tentacle. Yeah. Um, really looks like you've done like a really awesome non-metallic metal on it, sure. and just the way that the light sort of carries across like along the ridge of the tentacle. Like and it just the effect is is really good. I mean, it's it's basically what I mean. If you look at really well coloured comic books where they've you know there's a lot of um, you know especially like so I mean a good example is um, like the IDW Transformer stuff where you know it's a it's a it's a lot more obviously it's metallic surfaces because they're fucking robots. Do you know what I mean? Sure, but, yeah. Um, yeah, but because of the the way that the light placement is 
on them. You know, it's very much you know, that you know that panel is a really lighter version of that one that's right next to it, and therefore creates that immediate contrast. Yeah, it's it's the basics of non-metallic metal in as far as the actual yeah. technique. You know, a lot, really a, a, you know, a lot, of, and and all you do with the non-metallic metal stuff is, you know, especially you know if it's on hard lines. And you don't blend it, but if it's on softer lines, and you you put the light there and you put the dark there, and then you just blend between the two, you know, and that's like, but like the effect on it is so. I mean, it's, it's basically what it's, it's you know cartoon inking is is that, isn't it? It's all about light placement. Yeah. It's all about and it's also you know, and it doesn't matter that it's not super smooth and blended and trying to trick you into thinking it's a different color. It's just yeah. that this is the placement of contrast and knowing where to draw it's quite, that line it's quite freeing doing it in the comic book animation style because mm. you don't have to stress about it looking right like you will go oh actually yeah. the light wouldn't hit this bit like no that's not yeah. like you say it's all about the contrast yeah um, yeah and do you know do you know one thing and i don't mean to hijack your hobby progress right but the the i'm going to anyway um <laughs> <laughs> it's like when someone goes I'm not a racist, but and you know <laughs> no, inherently I'm, something yeah, they're yeah. about to say is going to be racist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the one thing, and it's funny because it's exactly. And I was thinking about it when you, when you were talking about your Doc Ock stuff was the little um, sort of bingo wing shawl that the Royal Warden Necron has. Um, bingo wing like the thing that goes on that <laughs> attaches to his bingo wings and then goes behind his back. Sure, like yeah. that kind of like the trapezoid or what's the what's the right way for that style of that shape um, it's, um i believe you're it's a hexagon no it's, it's, a hexagon. it's like an elongated one isn't it because they're yeah. not all equal sides it's but anyway the, what, what they call it is a bingo wing shawl oh, okay fantastic <laughs> um so but, but looking at it like the way i was going to highlight the edges were to like we're looking at it sort of rotating it and under the light is literally like not blend it but just the one edge that is higher up like highlight that entire edge like canoptic alloy mixed with a little bit of silver and then the bottom bit canoptic alloy mixed with a little bit of like the darker brass and just literally have that like so it's really quick to do but it just emphasizes you know where that elongated hexagonal shape catches the light and just exaggerate that effect and i think that, that the comic book style is almost that isn't it it's, it's right okay you know you don't have to be too fussy about where the light hits but it's exaggerating where you want the effect isn't it it's like yeah. literally drawing the line down there going right that's where i want that to be that's where i want that to be and then that's that do you know what i mean there's no faffing around wet blending or anything like that it's just yeah. Job done, job done, and it looks. I think it's it looks a, great. It's just that yeah. like, like his face. I just Doc Ock's face has always been derpy to me. Like I, like your paint you, scheme is you just, amazing. You just don't like fat. I man. like the sculpt. It's just fat man with glasses. It looks like, <laughs> you, you know, you could paint him like John Thompson on the Fast Show, going nice. You know I mean, with a little bowl haircut, like. Going back to the jazz cabbage. There we go. Complete circle, everyone. I've, I've, gone, jazz club. Nice. I've gone full 90s, 90s comic on him as well. He's got like purple glasses, not just the black yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, quality. But I did use um, 
the War Colours fluorescent paints. Um, this is the first time using orange uh, for the glow, and they're really nice. Oh. They're really yeah, funky paints, but they're really nice. Yeah, that's a really nice effect. I think what just similar to what Rob was saying, really, the, that kind of style of paint is very abstract and stylistic. Yes. So you don't need it to actually be. It's kind of going away from what you know. What we're used the, to. The, the, the non-metallic metal realism almost well i didn't um, um i wasn't sure the base, just like... the base feels so weird i was painting it and i was like this is just not going to work and i've got yeah. more comments on it on the base than anything else and that's but have, have, you, you seen you seen you seen those pictures that i've sent you do you remember that i sent you a couple of pictures of the uh, there's that artist that takes like the third party transformers and like basically self shades them Nope. So they look. Uh, actually, it might seem. He did like. Yeah. He did a Megatron and Optimus Prime. He's done a Scorponok recently, which I know you'll just explode with <laughs> ecstatically over because it's your favourite character. Um, uh, my favourite is he's, he's he has a strong. I got a broken one from a car boot when I was a kid, and it was just oh, nice. it was just my favourite thing ever. And then I met a rich kid who actually had the full-on Scorponok, and I was just like, wow. he's very 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 similar colour scheme to Doc Ock as well. He got the green yeah. and purples there as well. Um, but he's done the same with that, and it looks like it's like when you see it done on Gundams really well. Where sure, yeah, like, you, 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 um, oh, who's the dude? He did it on a he's, the guy's done it on a I shouted him out on the two piece podcast, but he's done a mega gargant in the same way. Have you seen that? Where he's oh, playing the, the mega not, gargant, it's not yeah. the um, an Australian guy, is it? Is it Ash? Yeah, Ash McEwen, is it? Yeah. Um, where he's done like the cell shaded gargant, and when yeah. you look at some of the photos, it looks like a a two D print, you know, two D picture. Um, um, if, you yeah, want, it, if you want to see something that's very, um, this is very niche, um, but the most that's almost the, the most two dimensional yeah, the most two dimensional three dimensional thing I've ever seen um, is a Batman statue. That's been done in the style of Mike Mignola, which is the artist of Hellboy. Right. Oh, okay. Um, that sounds all right. And, yeah. it, and it's just it's black and white, and it's just ridiculous. It just looks like two D versus three D. Yeah. As well, if like for that kind of sort of effect, yeah. I mean, well, that yeah, kind of effect and, and is it, like outstanding. This might be rev- this might be a bit controversial, but I actually think it's my favourite way of painting like i enjoyed it that much yeah i'd I'd love to i'd love to do like a little small um crisis protocol like you know just two or three characters maybe just in that style just buy one of the box sets yeah they're a bit weird because they're kind of a bit of a they're a bit mixed up some of them um like you go oh yeah i get i get magneto and the toad great (laughs) you know you've got no choice yeah all the shit they wouldn't sell by itself well no but but you've got to to remember it's it's it is a miniatures game and by all accounts it seems to be a very good miniatures game um and the toad's amazing in the game so it's like you you get that balance because he's um because a lot of it's objective well it's all objective play and the toad can just he can interact with objectives from further away than anybody else because he's got his tongue Oh, so he's just really he's just, he just happens to be really good at like Gene Simmons <laughs> yeah. um, 
yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think the, um, I mean, I, I don't know if I, I, I put it on the group, but um, uh, my uh, my daughter, little Lizzie, she's now two and a half, and um, there's these little books that you get called busy books, and they, they're like, um, uh, they're sort of, two, they're sort of hard, really hardback cardboard, and there's like six or seven pages of a story, but the main thing you get, you get a little play mat that you unfold, and there's all these little um, sort of rustic. Uh, figures of what, whichever you know whether it's Frozen or Moana or Disney um, that's where that goofy came from that I put in the group the other day where I've had to fix his hand because he keeps snapping like bits and pieces off them so like uh, you know I'm there to my wife sort of saying well you know my hobby's not so much for a fucking it's not so funny now is it when you want me to re- repair you know pin fucking goofy's hand back on um, uh <laughs> Daddy, what's Goofy got a gun? That's not just a gun. That's a volcano cannon. Yeah, that's a multi melter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, Goofy. He's not Goofy. He's now G Servitor G (laughs) two three four six seven. Um, What's this little floating skull next to him? Um, But what proud dad moment we're in as to the other day, and um, she picked that one, and it was the uh, Avengers Infinity War one. So she, her, her favourite characters now, it's not nice. Frozen, it's not Mickey, it's not Moana, it's Thor, Hunk, um, Iron Man, she say Iron Hunk. Man properly, and um, and Captain America. So yeah, and she drew, she painted the Captain America the other day, on, and I thought it was <laughs> it's actually a really good abstract picture of, of, no, it's not Captain America, sorry, Iron Man. And she's like got a circular head and she's got bits and it's very stylized and stuff. I was quite proud of it, so... Yeah, yeah, but you're the dad. I mean, as somebody who's not a kid person, um, it was shit. It it? It was shit. It it wasn't. It wasn't anything. Um, You, you, yeah, but you could see the head. You could see the body. The circular head. No, no, no. I'm going to put it on Twitter, right? And (laughs) and I was going to say our fans, our listeners, can decide on whether it's not. It's like, do you ever? I mean, you're probably too young to remember, but do you remember watching? Ian will know because he's old as fuck. But the um, like Tony Hart, right? uh, you know yeah. Tony I'm Hart. Not, like we're, the, we're all, yeah. we are all pretty we're much the same morphed, age, right? I'm and, just slightly and they used to do the gallery, too. didn't they? Where where yeah. the kids send would the send pictures in, and it'd yeah. be like so and so aged five, and you'd be there going bullshit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 mum did that and sent that in. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. She's a failed fucking art graduate <laughs> that just wanted to get her shit on TV. And the only way you can do it, because there was it's no internet to, and no everything, to lie about a fucking younger daughter that did it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, the, you know, no, it's so, like Diesel. Paint that I now think, and taking credit for, like, pro, you know, where he's got commission painted armies, he gets nominated for best painting. Like, sit down and paint that like you that that's painted and you can't fucking do it, can you? I think the new version Emily, of that is... Uh, five. Bullshit. It still happens because you, you get the you get the parents going on social media going, oh, most amazing thing ever happened today. My my three year old managed to write pi down to the seventy third. No, you just you just sat there going, oh, didn't happen at the year awards. That's, that's I mean, li- no, it's a bit of a toxic it's a bit of a toxic account. But then there's some people that are on there that are like, oh yes, you know my 
you know, my four-year-old turned to me whilst we were watching Prime Minister's Question Time and said <laughs> this about Brexit. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's, there's another one where, um, a sim- on a similar vein, where there's this, this conservative guy keeps going to coffee shops in America and hearing all the left-wing ideas that he hears. And you're like, right, okay, this is a really weird setup. If you know they're all left-wing in there and having these weird conversations, why do you keep going there for coffee? Yeah. Um but yeah, so um, that's my hobby. Yeah, that's anyway. a bit of a tangent, um, didn't it? Yeah, so Doc Ock was really cool. Like, I thank think, you. Uh, yeah. um, I, 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 it made me actually, you know, it, was, it, it sort of it's one of those weird things where, like, and and I guess it's companies doing the right. Th- you know, they're they're obviously working where you look at something and you think, well, is it that big of a buy-in? No, it's not. Do you know what I mean? You know, if you can do a game where you, you, know, you can perhaps split a box with a mate for. 50 quid or I, don't, I mean I've not looked into it do you know what I mean but you know if you can it's not, if you can have a game it's not a split spend, game it's not like so when no. you buy the box set that's your intro to the game um, right, right. so you have one each essentially just just F, just FYI uh, I'm, I'm right, no okay. expert on it it's just from what I've what I've what I've paid attention yeah, I mean, to so far it just, it just seems um, cool that you could you know pick up fucking Thanos and paint him up and then that's yeah. Thanos painted up do you know what I mean it's like well, the thing seems, that, seems quite cool the thing that's quite cool about it as well is um it's comics. So if you there are so your, many characters to draw from as well, yeah. isn't there? But if There's you buy your box set endless. If you yeah. buy your box set and paint it and paint it all up and then Ian buys his box set and paints it all up and you go to play a game, like you just go, Cool, they're just the scroll versions. Like I've got the scroll versions, you know, I've got the duplicates, these are Mysterio. Or you know, there's so many We're in the danger room. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're just days, of, days of Future Pass is slightly different versions of us. You know, it's just yeah. um but you know it, it it's it I want it to be one of those Friday night uh, tournament games. Um, that's, yeah, yeah. that's kind of yeah, my hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What scale is it, Matt? It's about, is this, 30, is it's about, it's about 30. Still smaller than GW? No, bigger. All right, OK. Because GW is 28 yeah. mil uh, heroic. Yeah, heroic. It's now heroic well. before it, well, yeah. Uh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd actually say GW's moved more towards true scale now. You haven't got big hands yeah. big hands because the limitations are sculpting. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think Marvel Protocol is 30, might be 32. I've got Ultron in front of me and he's a big boy. Um, but yeah, well, on that note, kind of chatting a bit about um, uh, bit of Marvel, which has been a, an interesting little side road. So I'm looking forward to just painting. Are you guys more than welcome to join in if you want to paint some models, just super cash, just paint up some cool Marvel characters every now and again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're not. Uh, we're moving away from the idea of sponsors for the show because you know we don't want to give people. The, I think the idea of the the phrase sponsorship has a lot of weight behind it. Um, so going forward, we're kind of going to have you know friends of the show, people we're working with, um, and we'll, we'll share their details and always encourage you to um, to use them going forward. Um, but obviously, talking about you know <laughs> where we started on the the sad note with with uh, being flooded during COVID. Um, obviously, things are. Looking as so we've got uh, tournaments on the horizon. Um, so obviously my little um, my little business, which is Propane Pony. Studios, um, which people didn't realise actually I'm full time in. Ironic, oh, not ironic, but well, probably the world's worst timing. I left my job and went full time um, into Propane Studios uh, a month before the pandemic hit. Um, so it's been very tricky. Um, However, at the moment, um, obviously, the store's open. We're shipping internationally. We've actually, for the month of March, got an offer on, which is buy two, get a third free.
free, which is automatically applied on the web store. So go and check that out. Uh, so we've got new daughters, uh, daughters of Kane. We've got new um, Slanesh tokens up. Um, we've also got upgrade uh, tokens if you bought the previous sets. So it brings you up to date. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Rob. Oh, nice. Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting yeah, actually yeah. there's very little removed um a lot of it is additions um i mean certainly with gw oh, books cool. they're getting obviously doing the tokens you know i'm looking at sets which were 10 pound and you get like 10 15 20 tokens and now they're, they're double that triple that quadruple that because there's so much in those books um the 40k range has expanded um my necron ones have approved um we, we've sold some of those we might have to hit you up for some of those <laughs> bad boys and a and a, a protocol track the old purple um but we've also got um we've got tokens for all the space like this was actually an awful lot of work and i got a um some help with the design work as well so doing tokens for all the marines and so our doctrine dial and for death watch a dual dial to track everything on that so we've got token sets for vanilla space marines and obviously white scars etc and then with all the new supplement books as well there's full sets of tokens available for those um specifically want to mention them because we haven't actually sold any which is a bit of a shame because that was a lot of work and i had a lot of people asking me for them so if you're into your 40k and particularly playing space marines i've got all all the tokens we normally do for age of sigma uh, put your money where your mouth is people <laughs> fucking don't go asking for shit and then fucking not fucking do it that's bollocks it does happen but um also i'm slowly getting a trickle <laughs> of, i'm getting a slow trickle of trophy orders through there from Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm still doing trophies for events if you're running small things or doing anything on tts and want to reward the players let me know um, but yeah it's just a bit of a bit of a self shout out uh, and as always always open to, to custom inquiries um and i will we will sort some dice. Obviously, there's no desperate rush at the moment because events aren't happening. Um, but obviously, we've got our new MDF boxes and everything, uh, which Rob and Ian have got one of those for you each when I see you next, um, which oh, is nice. which is my stacking they, they, concept. Um, I must I must say that is like from you know the, the uh, you know the fact that you've um, you kept you know obviously it's a, again a bit of a thing you know with GW pumping out all these releases and the fact that you've managed to stay on top of them. Um, is is impressive enough but to not only do that but provide sort of quite unique solutions for these things as well i just think it's a testament to your uh to your sort of ingenuity those i, I must say that the uh, the mdf stuff and i'm not just saying this is a you know because I'm, I'm matt's mate but the, the, those mdf stacking things are actually a really cool idea i think they're really cool like they're just such a elegant sort of solution to it and you know there's a lot of people that are bought into it and obviously matt can customize them and stuff and some of the, the ones that are sort of these things that are varnished and have got that really nice finish to them they do look like a quality piece of kit and i think once uh once i get the necron army sorted i think i'm going to be treating myself to uh one of those and i think having one with the um like a border that's actually like that necron kind of you know, right. like the little circles and lines and stuff around the edge and stuff that would look really sure. really sweet so you know and uh, Matt's open to, to all the custom ideas and stuff so get your orders in if you've got you know have, have a think about what you want and I'm sure Matt will oblige so yeah 
do it do it now thanks mate yeah it's shameless self-promotion but um yeah the more the more the more people buy it, and you know i appreciate that yeah we're know. not shilling we're not shilling another company you know this is match <laughs> bread and butter now do you know what i mean you know um, the more the more you companies. buy the happier i am the more podcasts i'll do there you go i mean i'm i'm just the ian and rob enabler as far as i'm concerned <laughs> <laughs> we need to we need to start looking into merch as well and we will you know we, we'll have to um start doing some funny throwback merch because it'd be great to see that sort of stuff at, at tournaments as well you know yeah, these are I space. Mean, it is as i said it's, yeah. it's a good time for us to think about things like that so getting the dice sorted t-shirts and things so expect yeah. when the uk Definitely. tournament scene is in full flow you'll be able to uh, support the podcast you know doing stuff like that yeah um so yeah that i think i think that um after that bit of uh, shameless begging for all your all your dollars <laughs> euros uh, Japanese yen. Um, I, w- I will say actually, the, anything shiny pennies, fucking little you know rocks <laughs> that you find. The international community little. is is really what has kept me um, kept me going over these difficult times. So you know, obviously the UK, you are my core base. You always will be. I know so many people, and you know, seeing people I know place orders, it feels great. But you know, seeing those overseas orders coming through for people I've never met, don't know, especially Japan and stuff, it's just. It's just lovely. We've had some great comments recently. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we do. I sell. I've got a couple of regular Japanese customers, and it's just it, it's just cool when you just send it out again. And it's going to be nice. Like, that's cool, that's, that's man. Cool. The thing that someone in Japan's um, using your shit, man. That's cool. Yeah, but it's that's more, really cool. It's more about getting what we do in front of more people, opposed to getting the people that we work with. You know, that already aware of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I think on that note, we'll um, we'll we'll call it call it there. A nice short show. Um, you know, I was aiming for an hour, two hours. And it's not. That's not two two hours ten minutes. That's not too bad. <laughs> That's right. A <laughs> little bit of editing. I'll, I'll trim that down to forty-five minutes. Um, any, <laughs> any final words for your from you two before we uh, before we cut the cables? No. Yes. No, I don't no. think so. No. 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 I'll probably think of something as soon as we finish. Well, we'll save it for the so, next episode. Save it for the next episode. Not, 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 to stand on a, not to end on a too soppy note, but it just. Oh. It's been really nice to, um, you know, I know we had our ill-fated attempt last week. And yeah, it was just so nice we, to sit there and, ch- ch- and chat shit. We did try to record last week, but um, it turned out my new PC weirdly didn't like my new headset I'd bought to record. It just didn't want to record any audio. Um, so I've nice. plugged all my old stuff in and it works perfectly fine. So I don't know what that's going on there, but this works. But it's, it's, it's been lovely to catch up with everyone and, and hopefully... Um, you know, now, now we've got a bit of a roadmap on, you know, and it's nice to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, you know, with these with the sort of events and everything sort of, you know, even if they get delayed by a little bit or whatever, but it would just be nice to finally sort of catch up with everyone and, and actually see people again and Absolutely. all the rest of it. So, yeah, and, and, and you know, big thank you to to Matt for keeping the, keeping the lights on as they were and, you know, obviously uh, Ian's enjoying his... Uh, his newfound fatherhood, um, and it's, it's just been, it's, you know, it's been great to catch up over the last couple of weeks. So, you know, I hope everyone sort of enjoyed listening to our kind of ramble, my, my rambles. But be you know, us just chatting, just chatting crap for, for, you know, we're back on the air, and hopefully, if we can, if we can provide just even a percent of sort of the comfort and motivation that other podcasts have uh, have provided me, you know, whilst whilst we've been on lockdown, then. I'll be happy. So yeah, happy days. 
Awesome. Yeah, echo all that. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll record again in another couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, no hard or fast rules, but you know, when when, when our timescales can all sync up, we'll, we'll get on get on the uh, get on the mic and. Um, and yeah and hopefully we might do some of the just, just i've got some i've got just talking to you guys and having to think i've got some ideas actually for these youtube kind of discord um discord chats so um keep an eye out for that for some announcements and if anyone's listening and obviously so again it's almost like we're starting from like we're season two of the pro painted podcast kind of thing um if you've got any ideas anything you want us to talk about i mean not so much just we'll do questions you know uh, in a future episode i always enjoy doing those um but if there's anything you'd like us particularly to talk about any topics anything let us know hit us up we'll um we'll cover it yeah definitely awesome definitely lovely chatting with you two folks um but i think that's that's me done i'm not used to talking for this long yeah i'm I'm good to go i'm good to go it's been it's been it's been a great time so yeah let's uh let's get let's get back on it everyone have a good hobby time you know, if you uh, you know, if you want any feedback on stuff, hit us up, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get you. We'll tell tell you how awesome your stuff is, and uh, yeah, keep, keep and you energised. I'll critique it. Oh yeah, if you do, uh, you know, if you do want to chat a bit of hobby, actually, very quickly before we go, um, every Monday and every Wednesday. So for Miniature Monday and for Work in Progress Wednesday, uh, the Pro Painted, which is PP Studios account for my business, uh, we give a ten pay, ten pound voucher out. Um, just yes. to, just share some hobby, just reply and retweet the tweet, and we'll give a ten pound voucher out um, to the one we like the best. And to be honest, I normally it's quite fun. I like replying to everybody and um it's nice to have that bit of engagement and uh, i scroll through the photos of my wife jen who people know is a gamer as well and we just choose what we feel is our favorite of that particular moment in time and they get a 10 pound voucher on the store so no effort and it's nice Sweet. to engage all you lovely hobbyist but on that note and a bit of rustly microphone noise um i'll say goodbye so it's bye from me bye okay bye bye, bye.